0: Welcome to Dominion ministry Sonship once again. Thank you for joining us and uh, partaking of that which I believe the Lord lays on my heart on a weekly basis. And these really, the meditations of my heart is what takes me through the week. It's really what keeps me mindful of Him. It is how He enables me to walk in His strength, how He enables me to stay in His victory. It is really how He... Demonstrates himself to me, my life now. He is my life now. And so we have been talking about faith. We have been talking about Him. We have been talking about Jesus. And, um, really, when the Lord called me into this moment of teaching His Word, I, I, I had no point of reference. <laughs> Outside of follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Outside of follow that which I perceive he is communicating to me and then speak in turn from that place of revelation. And so every message, every moment that I sit down or I stand here behind this, this little moment of a, of a uh, exposure of him, is is really is really me endeavoring to seize all carnal understanding and to be solely led through his unction to be solely led through the light of revelation which is found in the word of God and so the last few messages have been directly on faith, and uh, they came from actually. Hebrews 11 let's go to Hebrews 11 and then we'll go through the last couple of messages that we, I've spoken on as a as a backdrop really to today's message because they really are lined up about 3 weeks ago he gave me an understanding of how these weeks were going to go in light of the the messages and the the, the flow of, of his stream and it has been On faith being substance and being evidence, which is really Jesus. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is, and really take note of Hebrews 11 comes after chapter 10. So it's not a standalone chapter. This is, this is truly a disclosure. Of the victory that we now have in Christ, that we have been given a pure conscience through the blood of Christ to be found in the access that has been granted to us through his blood in the very presence of God. And when we live in that presence of God through this pure, pure conscience that has been sanctified through the blood of Christ, uh, an understanding of being one with him, that where he is, I am, and where I am, he is in him. That from that that moment of revelation, we are holding fast to this confession of I am a Christian, I'm from above. I am born of God. And it's truly this confession of faith that is keeping us anchored in the reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory. No other communication from the external realm of the world or carnal thoughts will ever tell you who you are. If anything, they will deny your God consciousness. They will deny your new birth. And they'll tell you, you are of flesh and blood. But the word tells me I am born of God. That I have been fathered again by my heavenly father. The word tells me that as I have received and I have received the right, the authority to be his child. And these messages come from this persuasion of faith. To lay hold and to keep on laying hold of the word of truth that is communicating identity, reality, truth, truth. And so at the end of 10, he's talking about perseverance. He's talking about not shrinking back, enduring to the very end that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And that God is not pleased by anyone who shrinks back. Back away from faith. Back into the way of the world. Back into that mire from where we have been rescued. The doubt, the unbelief. Confusion. And so chapter 11 continues where chapter 10 finishes. And this persuasion of faith that we call to present and not shrink back is substance of things hoped for. And then we looked at Colossians 2, how Christ is this substance. He is this reality. And faith is evidence of things not seen. And we also know in the latter part of the book of John, John um, 14, and thereafter, he talks about Jesus speaks of, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, that he is the very evidence of the Father. He is the evidence that God loves me. What is the evidence in your life? What is this token of his kindness that God has shown to us? It is Jesus. Jesus is the evidence that God so loved us. He sent his son And so from this verse of Hebrews 11, 1, really the Lord started opening up this teaching on faith. Teaching on what John writes. The words of Jesus go now to John 14, verse 6. Now keep in mind that in Hebrews, in verse 3, the writer writes, By faith we understand. So all true understanding, all sober understanding, every reality that we understand as being truth comes by faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word of God frames the world. The word of God, the word of God has framed the universe, has called forth light, has called forth existence in the beginning and at the very end. His word has preeminence. And his word is forming and shaping our lives today in Christ. And only by faith can we understand truth. This truth of his word. So that the things which are seen, the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. Therefore, we can say, That don't spend your time trying to fix a visible reality. Go to the unseen place of faith. Go to the unseen place of trust in God again. Go to the unseen place of the word made flesh to you and I. Through revelation. And allow the word coming out of your lips to bring forth. A framing of your life. A framework of glory that will be. A divine orchestration of an order that has been predetermined before the foundations of the world. It will be according to his will. It will be according to his will. Because his will is Jesus. His will is the word made alive in your life and in my life. John 14, 6 reads the words of Jesus. I am the way. I am the way. And that's what we talked about three weeks ago. What did we talk about? The way of faith. Was starting off with the way of faith, and it came from this verse. I am the way, and then last week we talked about truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and this week we're going to talk about the way of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, and the life that he is, this faith life. This faith life that resides within us the hope of glory, he himself. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so last week was faith is of truth, the triumphs. And we spent, actually it was a lengthy message. It was hard to unhook from that flow. And I finished in John 15 that he is the true vine. And we're coming right into today, which is Christ, the life of faith. Christ, the life of faith. I like to, I like to situate the present utterance in light of how he has flowed until now. Because you see, he's always communicating truth that is precept upon precept. There is always a divine ordination and order to his utterance. It is never confusing. But it's always a building upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's no other foundation that we can build on. All else will be demolished. All else will burn up as hay and stubble. But we want the works that would endure the testing of fire. And they only can come by faith and through faith. In John, as we're in John there, let's go to John 15 where I finished off in verse 5. I am the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Now, when he says, I am divine, he also said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And this week, for for teaching purposes, we'll focus on the Christ life of faith. The Christ's life of faith. So can we say then, looking at john fifteen five, that of course, we know that the life of the branch is found in the vine. And so my life can only be found in his life. My life, that I'm a branch, I've been grafted into this vine of Christ that he is life himself, so that Unless unless I'm in him, I cannot live. And I think at times we, we really have a hard time of understanding what this is because we do have a sense of life in terms of breathing in and out, air in my lungs and a heartbeat of the natural realm and We go about to work, we we do our daily chores, our responsibilities we want to attend to, and, 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 and we call that life, and it is. But what I'm talking about here is eternal life that we are now being conformed to. I'm talking about a new creation reality. A transformation of thought to not see myself as merely a mom, a wife. The daily duties that I do. The responsibilities that I want to accomplish and fulfill. But I am now to move to the higher place of existence. The Christ life. And to cease from this earthly, earthly trying to make something happen. And this new life is lived by faith. This new life is the life of Christ within us. And so if we read that verse again, Jesus says, I am the vine. Life is found in the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Productivity for the kingdom is only found in the abiding place of Christ, which is his life. We can do nothing, just like you finish off saying, for God. Without abiding in His life and walking by faith His life out on earth. 6, verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he is what? Cast out. As a branch and is withered. This is natural existence, withering existence, fading away, decays found in that existence. Corruption is there. And with these that have been cast out, With these that are withering, what does he say? And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. The works of the flesh will be burnt up. And we can catch ourselves busy, 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 oh so busy. Doing this and that and something else, led by the flesh, thinking we're doing something very good. Anytime he does something to be seen by man, anytime he does something to receive an accolade, an honorable mention, among others, you got to judge your motives. The word says we're to do nothing out of selfish ambition. As mindful of Paul's writing, where he um, where it was in the epistles, he, he said he's going to send Timothy to the brethren to refresh them so that Paul can hear a good word about them. In that context, he says, there's no one, like, sorry, Paul to send Timothy out to check on the state of the being of the church. And in that context, Paul tells of Timothy that Timothy is the only one that's like-minded to Paul because everyone else is self-motivated. Self-motivated. Now I have to find the verse. Now I have to find where it is. And I'm going to trust the Holy Ghost to show it to me. So what we're, talk about, what we're talking about here is that what Galatians 2 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I'll put here, I'll insert John fifteen five. I live in the vine. I'm just the precious living out the life of the vine. I live by faith. And this life that's lived in the vine is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. Was there selfish ambition in Christ? Was there selfish ambition in Paul? No, there wasn't. So let's go. I found Philippians chapter two, 19 to the Philippians, to the Philippians. The letter that he wrote in prison. The letter that he finishes off by saying rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. The letter that he says that Christ came in perfect humility. And that the mind that was in Christ is to be in us. who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, verse 6. Made himself of no reputation, taking of the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of man to rescue an eye, sinners hellbound, hell deserving, The very wrath of God was our due punishment. But Christ came, moved by the will of the Father. Came to do the bidding of His heavenly Father. By faith He came. And now we are being conformed to this faith of Christ that resides in us. The Christ faith. The faith of the Son of God. That is truly the only way to the Father. That is the true life and the only truth. In verse 8, where I just stopped off, Philippians 2.8, Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. He did not self-exalt himself. He humbled himself and in turn God exalted him. And so when we seek the kingdom of God, when we seek his righteousness, we're seeking the only way to the Father. This way of submission to the will of God is what we're seeking. When the word says seeking, you'll find The Galatians says that when when he, Christ, is revealed, our life will be revealed in glory. And I'll spend some time, hopefully, today on that verse. Who do we seek by faith today? The only risen King. The morning star of glory. The Father's chosen one. Jesus the King. And though there are great adversities that surround us, they mean nothing to us because we have found truth. We have found life. We have found the way to the Father. And now we know we are one with our Heavenly Father. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And so we continue in this walk of transformation. Compliance to His word. So now we go to verse 19 of that same chapter, Philippians, what what the Lord just reminded me. Paul writes, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have... What a statement! For I have no one like-minded of the same mind. And Paul had just said to us to be like-minded with Jesus. Therefore, Paul is... Pressing in this like-mindedness of the mind of Christ. And here he's saying regarding Timothy, I had no one like-minded like him. How carnal can we be and think we're so pious and godly just because we can pretend really well? And quote some verses. And shout our hallelujahs. I thank God for the shouting of the hallelujahs and the quoting of the word of God. But all of that is to bring forth a conformity of this oneness we have with him. Truth. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Who will sincerely care for your state. Which is telling me, if we're not Christ-minded, we are really not sincerely, honestly, caring for others. We're actually esteeming ourselves more than someone else, which is in direct opposition to what he instructs us to do. The Christ life is the life of the cross. The Christ life is the life of glory, the glory of the firstborn. I have no one like-minded who sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. For all seek their own, not the things that are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, proven character. Proven character, proven character, proven character. May our our characters be proven. And undergo transformation to be matched up with the mind of Christ. So we will care with great sincerity of heart for each other carry each other's burdens, and thus fulfill the law of Christ. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Service in the gospel. We don't serve the flesh of man. We serve the called of God in the gospel. In the gospel. Unto the Father. And that service is never in vain, never in vain. And we can see it here with this honorable mention of Timothy by the Apostle Paul. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly that I myself shall also come, come shortly. Go back to John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, if you abide in me, if you abide in his life that's found in the vine by faith, And His words abide in you, the words of life. You ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. See, this asking of God is really to expand the kingdom of God, to bear much fruit for our good, good Father. For in such manner is He glorified on earth and demonstrates to all that we are His disciples indeed. Oh, to read the word with fresh eyes, the eyes of the Spirit. To be renewed once again by truth. So we'll be conformed to his life. Let's now go to Colossians 3. Colossians 3. The Christ life of faith. The Christ life of faith. We talked about seeking him, right? This is what it looks like to seek Him. Chapter 3, Colossians, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, Set your mind on things above. Can I say be like-minded with Christ? Conform to his mind, which is from above, mind of Christ, that we now do have through the new birth. And don't set you, don't set your mind on things on earth. Don't seek him on earth. That he is here now on earth, is what I'm saying. But seek the one that is above, because where he is, we are. We have been raised together with Christ to that far above place. So we now have the ability to look unto him, to gaze, to gaze upon him and to see our life. And when we see him who is our life, we are truly living life on earth as his disciples indeed. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died. For you died. When you became born again, you died in, 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 in that carnal state of existence, meaning there's no more life there. You're dead to that place. You're dead to that old way of life. You now have been brought into a brand-new kingdom of life, of the love of the Son of God. What does this mean? A lot! Everything! Everything! It really takes us up above a moment! He said, "Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth to right off right off the bat, we are we are, when we're walking earth, that's full of adversity, full of trouble. the way we escape it is with a gaze. The way we escape all adversity is with a gaze unto him." To set our gaze up above, to seek Him, seek Him up above where He is now. He's not walking the seashore of Galilee anymore. And even as we read the, the parables of the woman with the issue of blood and pressing through the crowd and She had to seek Him? Really? She had to seek Him? She found Him right there in the throng of the people. But now, where is He? He is far above. So now we have been endowed with the ability to be just like Him. So when we, you and I, walk the seashore of Galilee, Christ be seen through us now, though. Through us now, though. For us Christians, we have to know that we can't set our minds on things of this earth because our treasure is not here. Here. Because where treasure is, that's where heart is. He's our treasure. He is my life. And I set my gaze on him. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. The way John writes it through the words of Jesus is abide in the vine. I am the true vine, abide in the vine. Let your life be hidden with Christ in God. How? By abiding by faith in the true vine that He is now. When Christ, who is your life, appears, Then you also appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is our life, when Christ, who is our life, appears, is unveiled, made manifest, made clear to us, revealed, disclosed, when we can clearly see Him in the Word, then you also appear with Him in glory, then we too will be unveiled to who truly we are now, to who we truly are in Him now. The Strong's Concordance When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. reads exactly like my new King James. I want to look up when Christ, who is your life, that word life, of course, is zoe, zoe life, the zoe life. And it is life, both of physical, present, and of spiritual, particularly future existence. Zoe, life is the greek two 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 it is life throughout the universe it is derived okay life physically and spiritual all life this is regarding all life that is found in the universe is derived that is is always only comes from and is sustained by god's self existent life so this word Zoe that is here used in this verse, Colossians 3, for Christ who is our life, our life, our Zoe, our life, It is this life that is always and only comes and is solely sustained by God's self-existent life, divine life, eternal life that we are now living on earth that is sustained by him from the vine that we are abiding by faith the Christ life the just shall live by faith you see you cannot live out the zoe life in any other manner you see you natural man you natural man is of flesh and blood. Is of natural existence. But now that we are born again, the Holy Ghost has indwelled us. Through the new birth, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in the word Romans 8 says that we now quicken our mortal bodies being quickened by that power of resurrection. So now, though I have a natural body, I'm not dependent on flesh and blood for sustenance. I'm dependent solely on the very life of God. This is breakthrough. This is health and vigor to your body. We are of a different makeup. The born-again believer is not a mere human being. Our life now, our life is hid with Christ in God. We're talking about this eternal life that should Jesus dare in me. we go by the way of the grave, we'll just cross over and we'll see Him as we've always perceived Him to be through the word of God, through revelation. But at that moment, it will be with a twinkling of an eye. Everything will be made clear. But now we see dimly. But this life on earth is to bring forth a conformity, a transformation from glory to glory, a greater resemblance to the one that's sustaining us now. And that to the outer man is total mortification. For you have died to that old way of just merely being flesh and blood. Don't be overly consumed with what consumes flesh and blood. Of what sustains flesh and blood. And you put your weight in it. Like that's your hope or that's your healing, or that's your way out of a a medical situation. Always come back to the first love. Always come back to this divine reality, because you have access now to another reality, not just flesh and blood reality. You now have access not to be mindful of the things of earth, but to see above where you are. This is what the Christ life of faith is. To live above all. To live above all. Not to be consumed ever by a care of being put down and stuck down. And we catch ourselves, of course, we do at times because all of us are going through this mind renewal. Caught in a snare of a care. But what do we do? We we'll forget what was and we press. We come to this verse. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's the Zoe life. The word study further on this word Zoe is the Lord intimately shares his gift of life with people, creating each in his image, which gives all the capacity to know his eternal life. It's a brand new creation that has given us access into the very presence of God to know him, to know him. To know Him is to know life eternal, for He is life. God is life. Isn't that what Jesus said? I am the life. This is the life of faith. that is manifesting eternity here on earth. We walk, we walk as super human beings. Can I say it this way? With an ability that is from above. An ability that is from above. Don't be mesmerized by all, all, all the, all, all that the world has. It's nothing. Witchcraft. Idolatry. Falseness. Falseness wants to thrill an outer man that we to reckon dead when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The two words appear the same Greek word, and so let's look at them. So when Christ who is your life appears, this word is the Greek. 5319. For narrow, it is to make visible. So when Christ, who is your life, is made visible, to make clear. Another usage is to make known. To make known. This word comes from the word light. When Christ, who is your life, our life, sorry, our life appears, this word appears comes from the word light, false. And properly we can say this word appear is to illuminate or illum, make manifest, visible, figuratively, to make plain, When Christ, who is our life, is made plain to us. How? By the Holy Spirit that's leading us into truth. Who's disclosing Jesus to us. Who's bringing the remembrance of the words of Jesus to us. This transformation is even by the Holy Ghost, Paul writes to us. From glory to glory. Even by the Spirit. Make plain in open view to become a parent. Elsewhere where it's, it's used is in 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not appeared, has not been made plain as yet what we will be. We know that if he becomes manifest, that's the word manifest, if he is made manifest, appear from the 5 through 1, 9 that we just read, appear, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. So when we see him as he is, like Paul tells us to see him above as he is, it's producing a transformation. It is producing a matchup that his life, His life now is made manifest in me, my mortal body. In my mortal body, His life is now. I hope it makes sense. I'm going to listen to a message after this. But I wanted to break down this Christ reality of faith. It's about His life. It's about He Himself. When Christ, who is our life, appears, And He's the true vine that we are now in. When we we comprehend by the Spirit that we are placed in Him where He is far above, then I get to understand my life. My life appears in glory. Just as in that creation back in Genesis of Adam and Eve, And they lived in the glory of God. They were clothed with the glory of God. We too now have Him in us, the hope of glory. And so when that revelation of His life appears, I too appear with Him in glory. Not just a mere human being. Trying to make it from point A to point B, and whoops, there's a point A point five and A point seven. I have to cross over until I get to B. And right when I think I'm at the point B, oh, there is an A point thirty-three or thirty-seven. Hey, it just is this eluding journey? When we already have it, <laughs> for the one that has the son has life, first John five says. So this life of faith, that we that just now live, the righteous ones of God, we live by the faith of the Son of God it is a living of his life it is a living of his life and this living of his life is truly our justifications in in Romans in Romans 5 there's a powerful verse in Romans 5 right after 517 let's find Romans Let's look at 517. I'm going for 18 though. For if by the, for if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. You see, the outer man that we're to reckon dead in that outer man, death reigned in the outer man that we so want to pamper and be so familiar with, and take with us to heaven, which is not possible. Death reigns. Why would you want to feed an old carnal nature that death reigned in? You reckon that dead nature dead. Crucified in Christ. So you may truly live now the life of faith on earth. The life of the Son. Romans 8, just as part of to back up what I just said. A2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You see, the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus where I am now in. Hid with Christ in God. Therefore, the law of life lives in me now in my new creation, man. And that's the one I am to know. And that one I know by beholding the living Christ. When I see him, I see my life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death that reigned in the mortal flesh, in the sons of disobedience. That's why we're on a mission to cry out, be reconciled to God. God is not counting sin against mankind anymore, but they have to receive this free gift of righteousness through the Lord Jesus Christ. To be reconciled to the Father so that life will live in them now. And yet we want to blend with the world, want to sound like the world, want to quote the world. We want the world to validate how smart we are. Oh, foolishness. There's nothing smart in the world. The Bible says so. It's foolishness to God. Christ in us is wisdom. Christ in you is wisdom. Let's go back to where it was. Romans 5, 17. For if by the one man's offense death reigned, I had to clarify that. Because we can quote these verses with a comprehension and live a carnal life and we just quoted this verse. But here I find out in that old man there was nothing good. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive, you and I here, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life, will reign in life. I'm talking about the zoe life. You see, in this new life, there is dominion. This new life is dominion himself. The very fact that he lives in you, dominion lives in you. How much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one. It's only through the one, Christ Jesus. It's not you, him, and someone else, buddy. No, no. Our life is He Himself. He alone, when Christ who is our life appears, we too appear with Him in glory. Spend time in that Colossians 3, 4 verse. Meditate Ask the Holy Ghost to open your sight. Look up the Greek words of it. Situate yourself. Because so often we've seen it as, as something yet to come, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the rapture and yes, there, the twinkling of an eye, yes, we'll see plainly and clearly. But now we are undergoing, even now we are ungo- undergoing this transformation, this conformity to his life here now. He wants us to reign in this life here now through the one Christ Jesus to be able to what? Be freedom to the captives. Be Jesus to another. To sincerely care for another. To be like-minded with him. And not have selfish ambition. Therefore, maybe I'll stop after this, this verse. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men. Resulting in condemnation, through the sin of Adam, condemnation came. Listen, listen. Through the sin of Adam, condemnation came. Your old man that you to reckon dead, where death reigned, condemnation reigned. Condemnation is synonymous to death. You're going to die, you're going to die, you deserve death, punishment, judgment came. Because that's the pronouncement that God gave to Adam. If you eat of that tree, you will surely die. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Deception. Deception always has another option. Deception never believes the word of God as being the only option. The only way, the only truth, the only life. Deception will give you an alternative, yes. But maybe, you know, God gets you. No, no, no. Truth is singular. Narrow is the way. It's a narrow way singularity of thought on those things above are of utmost importance. The snares are too wide and too grand. Wide is this way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. Christ, he is life. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, the one that you're in now, even so through the man, through one man's righteous act, even through one man's righteous act, that's Jesus, the free gift came to all men. For those that have received him has received of this free gift. Of justification by faith. Resulting in what? Resulting in justification of life. You see this life, the life of faith is your justification. It is your way out of condemnation. Back to Romans 8 now this part, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. Why? Because you're not in the old man that that death reigned and judgment came on through the sin of Adam. You are now in Christ, the one man through whose righteous act righteousness came. Free gift of righteousness came through the one man's act, the man, the one Christ Jesus, through whom we reign in life. Why? Because we're far above condemnation. We are far above oppression. We are far above judgment. We are far above death. We'll never taste death. Why? Because we live by faith. Faith is way of faith. It's justification of life. I just want to pray in tongues. I trust the revelation was given to you to today. That I was able to impart of the sight he's opening up to me today. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, take note, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, because when you are in Him, in this one Jesus Christ through whom you reign, you are walking in the Spirit. You are a child of the Spirit. And your life is hid with Christ in God. I'll read verse 18 again in chapter 5, and I close off. Therefore, as through one man's offense, that is Adam, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, like he says, how much more now that we are in Christ? Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men to all men, resulting in justification of life. You and I in Christ today have justification of life. Glory be to God with done. Amen.